tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to the Blacklist. After Buzz, After Show. But we had music. What happened? We do. There it is. Yeah, we had a special oh, okay. request. Okay, there it is. <laughs> you can't go wrong got, with Jerry. I got thrown off a little uh, bit there. You can never go wrong with Jerry. No, no, you certainly cannot. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz, After Show. Woo. We're here. Um, I've been gone for a while. You have. You have. But I'm, I'm so excited to be back. We're we didn't all stop here. believing in you, Joe. Thank you. We didn't stop believing in you. Oh, Mando. We, we, we are all here with one wonderful addition. Uh, Nando has gotten considerably better looking again. He does look like my like a long lost brother there. Right? <laughs> Such a big deal! I got a stunt double for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. We have our favorite our favorite FBI task force member, uh, Amir Arison Aram, is right here in the building. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Amir. Thank you for joining us on the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. We're so excited. We talk about you every single week as our guy. That's no oh, lie. You're- you're kind of our favorite at the task force. Oh, well. That's true. Don't there's tell so, There's something for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> don't Look tell at anyone Foreign diplomat. That's beautifully no. done. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one of us liked to call, called you Aram for a while. Was that you? No, oh, not no. Me. Who was that, Brad? Who was that? Oh, that's interesting. Oh. That's interesting. Uh, it is a constant error on set. Where yeah. People are doing hybrids of my name and Aram, and they're doing Amram, and it's and then they, they on my stand-in, they always misspell and do like Amar. It's, it's, it's <laughs> okay. Nobody gets it right. It's like an ongoing kind of joke. Okay, good. I think Diego I, actually had to loop an entire episode because he said <laughs> Aram instead of Aram. Oh, oh yeah, see? I, he was, yeah, he was I'm tired. Not, I'm a good company. I feel great. <laughs> okay. me, me and Diego, me and wrestler are in the same boat. I love it. <laughs> well, we're here. Um, lots to talk about. We're going we're to do our normal thing. and We're going to talk about the Blacklist, talk about uh, this episode, um, the Scimitar, number 22. We'll break this all down. And then um, um, Amir is going to join us through that. And then after that, we will um, go one-on-one or f- three-on-one. Four of one. Oh, Whoa. I mean, well, it's getting better and better. Oh, it, no, love an interview. I don't want to play. Love an interview. <laughs> we'll talk to them. <laughs> I'm not sure. So uh, great. We're, we're we're one episode away from the uh, fall finale, mm-hmm. right? So this is. This, I, love, I love the way they break these down with the fall finale and the finale. Now, now you, you got 22 episodes. Of, you get two finales. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. So um, and, and you get a pre-finale finale and you get a pre-finale finale, finale twice. You get two pre's and two full. NBC promo department did a great job of teasing this one out. Absolutely. Only one episode to go before the one episode that's not the one episode <laughs> do you do radio that's no. pretty good right? <laughs> that's, uh, and that's in three months actually. you'll hear another pre-episode episode about the first episode that'll come after the next episode <laughs> finale finale do you know do you know that uh, uh, Harry Lennox who plays director yes Cooper, oh, he does, does your promos does a lot of the promos yeah, yeah. He does he yeah because he yeah. got that yes. voice mm. Wrestler, yeah. damn it, Nairobi. Wrestler, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we love, we love, we, we love Harry as well. So do I. Uh, he's the, the best to work with. He's the best. Well, we sharp. He's still so fun and such a professional, and I'm learning a lot from him. Good, mm. good. Well, yeah. um, 
we have a lot to talk about in this specific episode, and then we want to hear all about all the behind the scenes. Black, we have questions for every for you on everyone with all the dirt, all the inside scoops. No, uh, we'll talk about the blacklist, and uh, you're actually our first blacklist guest, right? Oh, or no, I believe so. I we, think so. Yeah. So this is history in the making. Yeah. We, we did. We did. Yeah. We did the full season last season. We well, didn't just because all the sh- uh, they're shooting in New York all the time. They're shooting right. on the East Coast. So, That's right. And right. we do this as a recap show. So yeah. it's it's kind of difficult to get people here. That's wow. true. We are. We That's just got a little gap, which is actually why I was able to come out here. Uh, we Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So, so appreciate uh, first impression, some snapshot impressions here of uh, episode twenty, episode twenty two of of number twenty two, the Scimitar. Uh, Julia, what do you think of this episode? Um, I like this episode. I thought it was uh, definitely fast paced. Um, I, I I love it when Lizzie gets badass. You know, right. that's my yeah. favorite Lizzie is when she's badass Lizzie or when she's pretending to be somebody else. Me when too. she's sort of like an undercover persona. That's those are my favorite Lizzies. Yeah. Um, and I love you know I love me some Tom. So sure. I'm happy to see yeah. him be, be bearded as he is. Dreamboat Monkey Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Julia he, loves beards. She's surrounded I by them all on this show. It's true. Apparently. I make no bones about it. So I, I grew this beard for you. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Miles gone. Thank you. That's but, um, very, very kind. But is he, you know, so, so Tom, you're still in the Tom? You want the, the, the super scruffed out Tom? I am. Yeah. You know, I like I like Tom Eggold as an actor, and I like sure. what he's doing in this, this awful position that he's in. I right. like uh, his interactions with Lizzie and the way he's handling it um, from just the small snippets that we've had. Um, the scimitar was the the blacklister of the week was an interesting blacklister. He's pretty sure. high up on the list. Yeah, actually. we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. ask you about that. Seems kind of high to me. Too. I'm going to ask you about uh, that. Waleed, yeah. he's actually also a friend of mine. It's like, I, you know, I came from a theater in New York, so all, a lot of the actors that they're getting are, are old friends of mine. Oh, uh, wow. the blacklister, so it's it's exciting. Oh. I had a few friends in this episode. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's, I know. Cool. that's cool. I know. So it's reunion. Yeah. <laughs> Flip. Uh, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I love the reveal at the end. That was that was for me. Spoilers. Um, Despite the fact that I've been wrong over and over and over again, I'm tired of it. But it is the air flip out. It, oh yes, I, yes. poor yes. Anthony. I, I feel like I should tell Anthony. Anthony, just, let it go, buddy. I don't know, man. I don't think we're gonna win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was dramatically wrong. I did not think that it was uh, it was gonna be uh, Berlin's daughter, but somebody else probably did. Yes, I don't I've heard think. that theory quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, we saw it on YouTube. There's so many theories now mm-hmm. that. You know, sooner or later, one of those theories someone's got to be right, true, right. You know, or lead I've the way. I've a pretty good track record this season. I'm, I'm just gonna uh, say, I'm gonna you know, I want back a little bit. I want to be angry at you, but I can't but because you you've been right, like eighty-five uh, percent right. of the time. But you know, it, 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 it's 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 isn't it? I th- I, there's something I think that's fun about like so many people guessed that Tom was behind the door, sure. and you know, I know it was we didn't get revealed to episode five or six this season, yep. uh, but it's still uh, dramatically satisfying to watch how it un- unveils, Absolutely. And, yeah. or even if it confirms. I knew it. I knew it. Even right. if it confirms your theory, it's still fun to see how it plays out, how it plays out emotionally on the characters, uh, what their angle is, how long this has been going on, who knows what. So even when like I think fans call it and it's not a super twist, right? I still think uh, the show is pretty good at executing sort of those reveals. And everything doesn't have to be a super twisty twist. I mean, everything can be pretty straightforward. It's really sure. about that journey, how you get there, and straightforward good storytelling. It's okay if it's yeah. like you know, well, I knew it, but it was so great getting there, like you said. So yeah, that's fun. Sometimes and I just too. like to be right. And you're, well, you know, I the, right. the oh, trick wow. seems to be to keep the audience, you know, dangling them along just long enough, you know, until they look, just about ready to lose their minds, and then 
don't make the reveal so wrong that they get mad at you. But that seems still, to be the trick. We're still losing our minds over that one question, though. Yeah, I know, over because you and I question. are right, because... Yeah. Oh. God. But this is the ongoing. What's it, the ongoing question? It is Lizzie is Lizzie Red's daughter? And I, I haven't heard that, that one before. Oh, I thought, I I've thought, never heard. You that never heard that one. Before. You haven't heard that before. Let no. me tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, what do you think I, of the episode? I, I, can, I, can, I, can I speak? I, to, I, I speak think, to that. I think you ought to let him speak to that. Um, yeah. uh, as far as I know, uh, of the cast, there is only one person who actually knows the answer to that, and that's James. Oh. Uh, no one else knows. Megan may have some clues as to some other things, but she doesn't uh, know herself. We are so, all in the dark. Everybody except Spader James knows. Spader know? Nothing. Yeah, because he's got to play. He's, got he's played to, a character. Right? Okay. He's got okay. to play the long game. He's got to play the long game. So let's uh, let's just say. So uh, let's just say. And James isn't now a producer. But he he's he's a producer, so he's now involved, heavily involved. Oh, that's true. Guys, we're talking over each other here for a second, but but just just to be clear. So if if she is not his daughter. He at least has it in his mind. Spader has it in his mind. The the backstory, enough of it to really play the character. You would have to ask him. Okay. But as I understand it, uh-huh. uh, he knows um, the angle that he's playing or not playing or the truth that he's playing mm. of his relationship with her and his relationship with the FBI task force. Wow. Right. He, yes. There's a reason he job. turned himself in to mm. the FBI last season. And he only he knows. That only that actor knows. And, of course, our showrunners and I'm sure most of our writers. Right. Okay. That's, well, I want, I, want to, I want to unpack that in a second. But before I get that, I want to just your quick impressions of the episode, Ned. I don't want to leave you on the couch. You're on the couch. I don't like <laughs> me. One of the show can't go on without you. <laughs> what did you think? I, you know, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the, I loved the beginning. I loved seeing that little side. To Samar, so I don't know why I'm looking at you when I'm saying that. Obviously, because of the character. Because obviously, it's like it's kind of like uh, her last week penile uh, dysfunction. Huh? At her own. <laughs> I um, don't know why she looked at I don't me on wh- that line. But, <laughs> you know, it's actually funny. Uh, well. The uh, uh, Mojan texted me. She's like, "I have a funny idea for that scene," and I, I literally go, "I literally text her back erectile dysfunction," and she goes, "Oh my god, same brain." I was like, "Same brain." <laughs> we knew we were going to come in and do something with that, just because you know a lot of that was exposition and stuff. So uh, right. exposition for the story. So anytime you can find character and nuance mm, and relationship yeah. uh, in that, it's it just makes it more fun and sure. so forth. And but uh, there's no directive to, it, so we just kind of sort oh, of can have fun playing with that, that. and what what it means to her and what it means to me. And, oh, yeah. we love those moments. Those moments are great. But uh, but me seeing too. a different side of her. Her, uh, in the, well, you know, it's different as far it's as her out there. Great episode for her, right? I know. Great episode for one. her. Uh, really interesting. Again, the, I'm sure we'll talk about the blacklister number being really high up because mm-hmm. we all thought that was a very right. interesting jump because it's been like up uh, the, in the like upper two digits, lower three digit numbers for a while. And then also, um, you know, it's kind of like Christmas as far as certain questions being answered. I mean, we see more Tom. Uh, you know, it's almost like the scimitar was a gift to Samar. Really, and uh, and even uh, the whole Zoe thing, the whole reveal at the end—that was like yeah. a gift. It's funny how you know, it's like it's like Red's giving out gifts this week. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but nothing is for free. That's true, right? Too. I, you know, I was I was actually thinking about that on the drive over here. I was like, why did why did he sort of gift that to her? And I think because then. She she owes him one, you know, and the more favor he can create. This is my theory. This is not writer or me speaking. This is me just as a fan of the show. Uh, as soon as you give someone and then they, they're uh, beholden to you in any way uh, or grateful for you in any way or so forth, then that, that can come back later, even if it's emotional currency and even if yeah. it's just uh, trust so that he can, you know, he can further manipulate or you know, navigate or chess piece, uh, the, you know, the team. Yeah, especially if you can get them to do something illegal. Then you really own them. Then then you got them. Right. So, you know, it's, it's also, I mean, if she did kill the scimitar, which is implied, but we didn't see, you know, the only one who would know that is He's red. red. Yeah. Right. So he knows, th- he's starting to know things on on different taf- task force members that only 
He knows. We also, we as an audience, don't quite know the extent of the reason that that she, that Navabi is there. We yeah. know that Red put her there, and that they have something going on about that, but we don't know why. So whatever their relationship is, it's definitely separate from what's happening. Well, we, in we, the got a, we got a piece of that. We got a hint of that today when she showed up with Lizzie, like you know, in the know, like well, they're here. We know that uh, Red sort of used her as part of this long game to get access to um, uh, Scimitar and all those other things. But now we don't know if that's the only reason she's there, if that's just one of many reasons But it did, it did close up one hole, or sort of one loop of that, is that when she was introduced in the beginning of the season, uh, she was tracking Red because he had something to do with the dust-up that had killed her brother. Right. So she was... So last night, that kind of came full circle. Red helped close that loop. Sure. The guy that she was looking Absolutely. for. So not only did he, like, redeem himself and prove, or if he did, prove, he helped get the person that she was actually after. He just knew that she was involved somehow. So, However... So, I, I yes. just want to say, yes. we, we want to get to this later too, but however, you know, uh, the, the scimitar did, um, bring up some questions about the, you know, her brother Absolutely. and sort his of like involvement. Who, his involvement, yeah. who he is. I wonder if that is, was that, there's something more there. That yeah. can't be, I don't feel like that was a throw. No, that's not done. Like no. That's actually, maybe that's more of the reason why, um, she's there. I mean, they have something to do with Red's, you know, motivation for bringing her in is the, the, the true nature of her brother's, sure. you know. Uh, she killed. She killed. I, I can't, she killed three people, or maybe three people last night. Possibly off the roof in the uh-huh. beginning. The uh, the scimitar, possibly, yep. and, and also warehouse. and in the warehouse. Exactly. Yeah. She had a. She's dropping. She's not messing around. She mess and around. she hung up on me. Damn. And she, oh my god! <laughs> strong. Biggest crime of all. Worst she thing she did. Her. I was like helping her. I was like <laughs> well, locating people. She's getting right? the phone. It's yeah. very abrupt. It was Arons, very rude. Arons I don't heart it. was broken. Oh, if you only knew what she really did. I mean, I'm. Aram is naive to so. Aram is naive to Tom. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know that she's killed. And all these people, like it's yeah. it's nice. It's I think nice that's why your, your your character is so loved because he is the oh, only thanks. guy that is that is like like kind of like pure like the driven snow. Like everybody oh. else is like getting dirtier and dirtier, but Aram's like I'm just the nicest guy in the world. He's yeah. still reeling from the fact that he had to kill a guy from last season. Yeah, yeah. I'm still dealing with that. It's like have you guys done that? Um, no, no, not today. I mean, in general. I mean, it's cool. Well, let's uh, let's just get to the episode itself. Let's get let's just jump yeah. right in and. Uh, you know, so you know the scimitar, the blacklister number twenty-two, which I thought and felt felt kind of high to me. You know, but I don't know. We don't know to, to what what he does or does. We know he's half hitman, half con man. That, mm-hmm. that line. Well, we figured um, we had a cult that was a. You know, we have a whole bunch full of people, and they're rated higher. We, or, we, or, we had a whole or, bank higher up, a whole bank. We had a whole cartel, the, the Mubasi cartel. Yeah, yeah. number one fourteen or yeah, something like that. Guys, and this is numbers. That's yeah, so yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's what, <laughs> that's what we wanted to ask you. Do, is there a rhyme or reason to the numbers? I imagine there is. I don't know what it is, though. Okay. I, I imagine. It's fun to kind of think about and be like, and it stands out when all of a sudden the number is quite high or yeah. under 100 or something. Well, we kind of know, too, as we get closer and closer to these finales, you know, we're, the, we're the, the almost at the fall finale, the penultimate of the fall finale, mm-hmm. like the number The gets mid-season high. almost finale yes. finale show. <laughs> <laughs> the number's got to get kind of high. At this point, if we get to the fall finale, it's like number 200. I'm like, hey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys but, will be shooting awesome. Uh, but, the, <laughs> but the scimitar, like, so, so this episode opens, as we talked about, we already, we talked about a lot, but I really want to unpack into this Samar sort of seduction slash mission she was on Dubai at the beginning because I'm joining, you know, um, 
Aram here. She was so hot in that in that opening episode. That the, the shot in her was like a, a whole new side of her, which I was very very happy to see. I'm not gonna lie. They give me crap all the time just for saying I like Tom's beard. <laughs> but here you go. I, no, that was it. Was really, it was really cool. Hey, Samara had, had, had a beard. That guy had a beard too. Yeah, I probably liked him too. Let's yeah. <laughs> I think he looked a little bit like Aram, and that's why she was able. to. That's what she's in her to do that mission. She's really imposing. You really get the character. So we see that we see her on the on the, on the side on the side mission, you know, which is weird because we forget that she's sort of double dipping for the, the task force, but she's still a full blown Mossad agent, you know, doing her thing. So that that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Uh, and then we come back and we find out um, that this is uh, a larger mission that now has to be. I mean, when we find out that that happened, then we find out that what? Because this is where I get confused, and I get confused in the whole so, scimitar. Okay, his, so. The man that she murdered but made it look like a suicide, right? Like she right. said, mm-hmm. rest through him out yep. window. Um, so he was one of Iran's top scientists. The top scientist. Nuclear scientist. Yes, that's important. Yes, absolutely. I, I think he was going to pick up some plutonium or something. Yeah. Uh, he was there. His flux capacitor. Does anyone sure. here have any plutonium? Is there yeah. anybody? Yeah. You guys. Picking up some stuff. Guys, right the Iranians have a DeLorean. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> so now the Iranian government has employed the scimitar to retaliate and in turn uh, kidnap and probably kill and got, do God knows what to America's top nuclear scientists. But not before bringing this country to, the, to its knees. Not before bringing this country to its knees, right. yes. That's important. Got it. Am I correct? Well, we are the great Satan. Is that the, the basic? That it was yes. uh, it dealt, uh, two, twofold to retaliate and get a tit for tat as well as uh, steal uh, nuclear information. Get nuclear the information. We need yeah. info. After you help absolutely. build us a weapon, right? You think right. building these things is easy. They're not easy. Two right. plus one stone. No, absolutely. But uh, I, I do kind of find the idea, and maybe this is ignorant of me, but I, I, it's such a stretch to me that we have a top nuclear scientist. I mean, I would, uh, Oppenheimer, yeah, I, I mean, clearly we did at one well, point, but I can't. Well, there were, well, there were a, a, according to the episode, right. uh, not according to actually defense, I, I don't, <laughs> according to the episode, there were three. Yes. Right. And uh, we hide them in plain sight. They're in, and then we, they're in a, a sort of witness protection. Like, in but, essence. but hiding in plain clothes, like yes. uh, among yeah. us, right. and, uh, and and by doing any alert systems that draws attention to who they are, and we don't want to do that. So they were only able to lock down two of them, and for some reason they couldn't lock down this girl Amelia Collins. Right. Mm-hmm. She was unable to be secured, and she was giving a um, a lecture, uh, right? It was a, a symposium on, of some sort, yeah, right. on uh, physics of some sort. Mm-hmm. I know Aram took notice, so he would, would have liked to have gone. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so much to learn. He, he, he wanted to get the T-shirt at least. Yeah. yeah. He actually well, put in for one. Yeah. What we see because. I wanted to get through the through line on that side, which we see because then we get then they get the tip, the the lead, which which comes through the the camera, the surveillance camera. How do they get the lead? Well, Aram got the lead. Aram gets this guy. Okay. We should pay attention to the episode. Yeah, I should. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm thoroughly. I was thoroughly confused on. I was so tied up in the in the plot points and and so the unpacking of all these mysteries and all this happening. There was the a individuals. camera that was placed. I got, I got lost in the actual like the scimitar. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I only only watch it once. I need help. I'm asking for. Well, anything. thank goodness we have a star of the show here <laughs> to break us down for you. Okay. So, so what happened? Hey, baby, you talked all that Joe, you man. Break it down. There was a camera. There was a camera that was that was that was taking pictures of these guys that yeah. were coming out of video. Yes. And and Aram gets the camera and breaks down. And this is Iranian technology, right? What? Yes. Yes. And. Yeah, uh, there was there was a, a, a camera surveilling that they found uh, hidden under the thing, and the reason they drew attention it was was it was because of Iranian technology. It was a sweep, and it was sitting right in front of a, a, a defense building. And then when we pulled that camera, my character retraces back. There was no onboard memory. That actually line was cut. That it was the live relay, and from that live relay, 
uh, we find out that their home base was this trailer. And then they go to the trailer, but the scimitar and his people are already gone, but they find uh, photos of John Reese, who is a department, Defense Department security specialist, who was in charge of securing right. uh, this witness protection. Well, actually, so it seems at that moment. Don't you remember episode. that? It was a full yeah. dossier, and there were maps. I got it. Thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> you should come back. No, out. there's a lot Please. of little like I know, and we shoot and love- we shoot out of order, and sometimes it's right. like, wait, when do we know what at this moment in the you know it's like a little I have like a little little I'm very Aram like thing a little map <laughs> that I keep away, my little when we know what when am I supposed to yeah so but I love that you that that the line the onboard memory thing that line was cut that that's uh, that's actually that that helps too because Joe would have understood the whole scene if that line yeah. was still in there. Oh, it's oh, funny the tiny little board. lines they cut actually I actually think they're for time time yeah. sort of pace and you also don't want to give too much information away. I think there's not to confuse the audience but I'm just learning this from watching it that they mm-hmm. sometimes they, things aren't always what they seem or what they clear but they, they we usually go over like five or ten minutes and they're always having to cut and they're, mm. they're taking the fat out of this and beats out of here and beats out of there so the scenes don't always look like the way we play them right? Uh, which is always jarring at first when I see that but then like I take a step back and I was like I think that's actually probably cooler right. you know no, it adds a, you know with yeah. the score and everything it adds to sort of a uh, an adrenaline to the well, scenes. Well, it's, it's dense. It's, I'm sure it's very dense. A lot of information to get in there. A lot of a lot of characters. A lot of places. I mean, like even just the stuff at the task force alone. There's so much going on, and so much exposition has to be explained yeah. to sort of understand what the base of the blacklister is doing and where they're going. And then yeah. you have all the story on top of that. Then you have the running sort of like serialized story on top of that. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot to get done. And the show does a great job of it. It's one of the things we love about it. So that that mixture. It's so true. from there, so then we find out this whole thing is a big is a big is a big ruse. Right, this yeah. is a whole big thing. So like, it was all a plan. It's all a plan because don't forget, the scimitar is a hitman, but he's also a con man. He's a con so man apparently, and a he's actually conned. He's conned the task force right, right. there, which was great. With this, so the elaborate sort of a kidnapping scene, which is uh, which is all bogus, mm-hmm. which was pretty tough to pull off. They're gonna flip. They're gonna flip the truck, you know, they, and, and and make sure everyone's alive. They got that done, and they go to this hospital, which we which we thought was fake. And Nanda, you said you knew it was fake from the beginning. It looked it looked incredibly fake. Did from you the really? Beginning. Did you really? Right away, you were like, "Something's wrong with Something's this hospital." Something's wrong with this hospital. Really? Yeah, I but felt you, it. But, but you weren't sure what. I wasn't sure what, and then See, and then once that's we good. saw the phone with the makeup from uh, the scimitar's uh, cover-up makeup. Yeah. yeah. Then it was like, okay. But that's also right in that next scene they revealed that the scimitar was the doctor. Yeah, right, right in that From next the scene. makeup. That was like, it, right, so did I'm you figure it out that. when they... I had a feeling, I had a feeling I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, back, you know, so hindsight 2020. I know, but I think that's good when you like suspect, but you can't put yeah. your finger on it. Well, I was wondering yeah. either they did a really bad job with that hospital set or they meant to make it look just bad enough that they're you smart, think... They're smart. That yeah. you think there's something slightly off about something that. I think it's the latter. Yeah. The production design is really good. Did you think anything was wrong there, Joe? I didn't. No, no, you no. thought it was about there in Bethesda. No, but it did. It didn't look like a proper hospital. So I did. Right. I did kind of wonder if the budget got cut. I wouldn't got it <laughs> <laughs> on the number one show on NBC. Right? I was like, like, I was like this seems like a we really... spent too much on commercials. Right? We're going to have to cut the hospital. I'm like, and I, I know all they got to do is. Rent I got the this guy Maury. He's got a room. He's got a rehearsal space yeah. in Chelsea. With the <laughs> We're going to go. Right We're going to go. Yeah. Everybody's coming. We'll light it there. It's going to we'll be light beautiful. It. It'll be fine. I thought that was really cool. I, I love to see Lizzie sort of really, but solve that. I mean, we sort of see her solve the reveal that she had when she sort of said, well, something's off. And then the lifting of the scissors and then the whole escape yeah. and then figuring out the whole thing. That was very, was very excellent. I know. Very yeah. well done. I was excited and very, for Megan. Yeah. It was a very well, and she very well done on Megan's part, like in terms of totally. being able to play that out and make it believable because it wasn't a big, you know, I'm going to 
get out of here by using a bunch of karate and, you know, and to and me, shoot my way out. And, and can I just say, to, yeah. for me, in that scene, too, what freaked me out, well, first of all, you know, any any Latino with a beard can also be, uh, you know, Iranian, I guess, you know? So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Rivera, I mean, no, he looked he looked Latin, but he also, he wasn't, but he was right. he was the scimitar. But also, just, that, just the fact that all these people... You know, this, they had this whole setup in a hospital. They had these people who were Caucasian working there, and yeah. they all but are th- really under the premise of the Iranian it, government. If, if, it, go, it goes, it goes. Even further. They set up that. Well, they planted the camera. They planted John Reese, yeah. the white guy. Yeah. They yeah. Yeah. He worked yeah. for them. They yeah. had like so they had employed Americans or mm-hmm. people to play Americans. Sure. Uh, so they built the entire hospital, the staff, the equipment, and everything, the hospital, so forth. They had those guys chase them, flip over the car, yeah. Yeah. make them think, shoot them, but shoot the tires out so they don't kill. Them. I mean, the whole thing was a con. Yeah. It was a con from the beginning. And I remember actually reading the episode, and when me and uh, Harry uh, uh, Cooper were walking down the scene, and we had to re kind of. Re- Recap it. I remember being really frustrated because in, that's all right. And water on the table. <laughs> he does that every week. We're, no. we're, we're actually going to get. I was afraid I was going to do that, so no, I'm glad you did it first. All, all, of, all of my scotch. If you're listening on iTunes, I just. Built we're actually going to have a sponsored section of this podcast. <laughs> when Joe drops it. That, that drop you. was sponsored by oh, Kleenex. Thanks, Josh. So uh, save your phone. Sorry. Save your phone. Save your phone. Oh, thank you. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, that was a doers, Josh. Braswell was very excited. Um, what was the last thing I was saying? You were talking about the whole con. Right the con right was. So who, what? You're getting the full experience right Good. now. Good. I love it. How elaborate the con was. From I remember, oh, I remember when me and Harry were talking, uh, in that, or doing the scene, that scene, how frustrating it was because it was the first time that I am aware that, uh, Aram was, uh, fully duped as well. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we were all duped. That's oh, yeah, because right. they gave you just enough to draw you in. Yeah, and then I felt, I mean, I, I think that line might have been got, cut, too. I can't remember. But uh, I, I was really, I, I don't know if it showed or it came out, because those lines were, you know, the, the episodes, you know, chopping forward. Um, uh, I was very upset that I led them to the, you know, I think I solved this whole camera thing. Right. I had this smart moment. But what I did is I actually just was part of feeding them into the trap. I fell for the trap and led my team members into the mm. trap that they, so Aram was upset. Yeah. yeah, Ron was very, very upset about that whole situation. Not to mention right he was on missing the money his friends. Every episode right. up until now, man. He's 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 now he's what is he? Now he's nine for ten. Nine he's, for ten. He doesn't like it. <laughs> right. He's not. And he's, and he's so upset. Good. He's upset. Even if he triangulates something and it's not like on the on the spot. Like I remember there was a couple episodes ago. I got it within a fifty yard radius because mm-hmm. it, it didn't. Right. I was like, Ron was beating himself. I remember. Up. I love it. You do? Yeah. It was the hospital yeah. one? Yeah. No. Yeah. The was it the one where they go to the with the with the doctor who's who's doing the transplants? Oh, the children. Yeah. Yeah. I told you, I pay attention. Yes, I pay attention, attention to the young yes, people. Joe. Yes, Joe. Yes. <laughs> At least one Joe pays attention. Yeah, the other one is barely <laughs> conscious. <laughs> you know. uh, and I, but so the, I I so after that, then there, then he continues because he also he meaning the um, the, the scimitar because it's he's partially successful. They go and they get the doctor, but then they're able to sort of penetrate the security. And they're, they're almost because succeed. the phone call because they yes. triggered yeah. the reaction that they wanted. The whole thing was to trigger that reaction that, to get that, that phone call, yes. phone yes. call yeah. in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that entire episode that was incredible. Really, right? It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love. I mean, I love the sting. I love you know. I love good con men, grifters, and all this. I love a good con. I, I know. And so it's very, it's very, very satisfying to Me see too. a good con come together. Yeah. It was busted up at the end. I just love an elaborate con coming together like that. So, uh, so um, it almost worked. If it wasn't for 
those pesky kids and right. the dumb dog. <laughs> it almost worked. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've actually played Scooby Doo before. That's actually that'd be really. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am one of five uh, Warner Brother approved Scooby voices. Yeah, really? Oh. When I graduated from college, I went on tour with Scooby Doo Live, oh, and they needed what? somebody to play. Oh yes, true story. That is awesome. Oh, <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the coolest thing wow. ever. That yeah, is, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I did radio interviews all over the when we were touring all over the country as Scooby Doo. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, I took in calls and so forth. You know, Ruh-roh. you have to pay your dues no, before you can get because like, a you're job one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. But that job was great too. At did the time, that job was so good. I got uh, I, I got to ask you. I got to ask you about track, that. Just side track. So because you're one of four approved, four five, five, five approved Scooby Doo voices. How you like that gig, Joe? Jonah's voiceover. I do mostly voiceover, but that's a hell of a gig. That's a great. There's only five guys we can call when you're doing those radio interviews do you have is there there like a a, a set amount of uh, language that Scooby can say and can you just freelance on what he can say this is so long ago this is this is this is like already 14 something uh, 14 years ago Uh Uh, but uh, you know first of all there's only so much you could physically do (laughs) he does not have a huge vocabulary he does not he he, so forth and so you riff on it a little bit but there was I think um there's like six or five or six if you look at the cartoons he's only says certain things but right. his big thing is he'll just repeat one word that Shaggy will say a sentence and Scooby will repeat like the one funny key word right. from that mm. so that's there was a guy playing Shaggy and he would do Shaggy and then I would like chime in or wow. something I'd say Everybody's I'm gonna be here <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing on after my CV? I'm going to lose my job. Oh, no, my you're fine. No. Right the laugh is, is That's is the best fine. promo we've ever had. <laughs> for the, that's yeah, awesome. That's, that's for my man Troop. <laughs> oh, the here. subtle napkin yeah. handle. Well, you know, we we'll switch cameras no, no, to me. Camera me. Thanks. Um, nothing's happening on the other side of the room. Uh, no, so, uh, so anyway, so the, the, the game's broke, the, the, the con is broken up, and, uh, they get, almost get away, uh, but, uh, they're, they're, well, they do get away, actually. I'm sorry, they, he does get away, because uh, Lizzie does find them, pulls the gun, recognizes the tattoo. He gets away, but he doesn't get the doctor. Right, yes. he doesn't get the doctor. The doctor's in the luggage. He just escapes. He doesn't so complete a, the task. So as hands. far as Lizzie's concerned, yes. the case is, they haven't gotten their person, but the case has the case been solved, solved, because they protected all three of the scientists, yep. the two that were already uh, taken care of, and they got Amelia Collins. So yep. and they got her out of the suitcase. They got her out of the suitcase. That actress actually got in a suitcase. Oh, wow. Really? Really? Yeah, Nareet. Yeah, she actually got in the suitcase. Oh, wow. I would wow. imagine that was part of the casting. Like, must fit you in <laughs> oversized luggage. But, you know, I, I wasn't there when they, they filmed that, that scene that day, but I'd heard that the actress got in the suitcase, so wow. I was ready to see, like, some huge suitcase. It was a little suitcase. Yeah. 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 Very, no. She got in the suitcase. That's crazy. Oh. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to digress, but James Gunn, the director of uh, Gardens in the Galaxy, uh, yes. He, I know, I know him. He used to, I used to work on a show that he used to come on all the time. He one. had a girlfriend. I don't know if he's still dating or he had a girlfriend who used to be able to fit into suitcases. He had photos of her fitting into oh, suitcases. That's not a cool she was like thing. really into fitting into really. You shouldn't tell like, people that. That, that sounds horrible. Oh, he sounds, was proud of it. That makes was, James Gunn sound like a horrible person. He was no, no, no. She <laughs> people have their things. I, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I said too much. <laughs> cut me out. Cut me out. Cut my mic off. Wait, this photos. I just thought that. Speaking of suitcases, James Gunn and his girlfriend just reminded me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, right. so little whatever you're into, guys. I, so, we, so we find out the he, end. Scooby Doo suitcases. Wh- which one of you guys are going to reveal too much information? Uh, no, that's not it. We, 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 so we get to the, we get. To, he almost gets away. Red's there waiting for him uh, with Dembe, uh, and and so we that all thing happens. He hands her over as a gift to our girl Samar, which. Uh, we do what she gives him some information about her brother uh, that that may or may not come back later, and then Samar may or may not have 
I guess it's assumed and it's implied that she kills him. Um, you know, the body, I'm going to say, I'm not so sure he's dead. I'm going to say it. Well, You're not it, so sure he's dead? Yeah. The scimitar? No, the scimitar? Yeah. no he's dead. dead. He's dead. His body he washed up on the shore with a whole group of people. Well, there was, there was like, flashing there was lights. There was a bullet in his head, too. Oh, really? there? There, yeah, there was uh, a part of his face head. missing. And, you didn't see the... And let's not forget no, that. No. Right in the head. She shot him in the oh, head. Oh, I missed... Okay, I missed it. What, what show did you watch? I don't know. We watched the Blacklist. What's... And... And don't forget, also, after that, they had a nice little close-up of Samar with his her frow all you That's know, right. furrowed and everything. Like, That's she right. was really well, stressed Liz, out. Liz looked at her and goes, "He's de- who would do this? And she yeah. looks right at her partner, uh, Samar. Oh. Don't you remember that moment? That yeah. was awesome. That was an awesome right. moment. Who yeah, she that? goes, who would do, she goes, who, who would do such a thing? Like, they weren't expecting that. They got all the people. And they thought, yeah, who would do such a thing? They had that who nice little close-up of her. So, shoot yeah, somebody in the head or kidnap a former ex-husband. And don't forget, Red set that up. Yeah, Red set that up. And she did promise to kill him. She said I, it right I to, know, her fa- to his face. She said, I'm I will going kill to you. Kill you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, I, I think she go back to New York. I should go back to New he York. Challenged you should. Her. You did better in New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's it. But it was, it's like a, a half a second on the screen. Okay. Yeah, then there's, I must, there's a I, lot. I, if something's going on and you're like thinking about something, I don't have to right. rewind things all the time. I, it's, it's, it's inexcusable. There's a lot to think about. That. Okay, so, so, so he's dead. So he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> okay. Although in your predictions, you could say he's alive. That's right. entirely possible. You can say that. Don't just scratch it off my prediction list. <laughs> you're going to win. Okay, so let's, so let's move on. I want to talk about, I mean, I need you uh, to talk about, because we're burying the lead here, the, the whole Tom and Lizzie situation, because Tom is uh, in the basement, as, we've, as was revealed last week. In, in the boat. I'm sorry, not in the boat. But in, in the boat. In, in the boat. In the boat. Uh, we talked about boat. it briefly. Um, you know, is is Lizzie torturing him? Is it presumed that? He doesn't look tortured. I know, like, well, but he's coughing up information. Cold. Well, she cold. just toss him a blanket and his I, coffee's just spilling his guts for a blankie? He's cold. I think she's making things extremely uncomfortable for him. But is he, he's like a super spy. He's just, he's just spilling Still his guts. chained up on a boat. All right. A well, cold, I, cold boat. Oh, well, tell me. That so this, his this beard this should su- keep him warm. A super spy, but how many episodes is it and how much time off was there in the hiatus? True. He's been her prisoner uh, He's been kicking it there a long time. That's, we're, that's we're it's say, not March. like a week. It's like a long time. So she's really don't forget. He was. Out of, we don't know what happened too. We he, maybe we will. He didn't even know what point, month it was. He was shot yeah. too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. who knows what kind well, of care it, he's had? I mean, point. when did the season talk, end? Maybe he couldn't talk for a while. This is conjecture, but maybe right, he no, couldn't talk for a no, while. No, but, but it's not just like oh, here's a blanket. You've been around for a week. Right. He's been her prisoner for a long time, and he clearly he doesn't know what her what her end game is. He's trying to manipulate her, but. She's got the. But he can only uh, manipulate so much when he's being deprived of, of right. well, needs. That's, yes. Well, that's my thing too. I feel like it's it's sort of a dual purpose thing. I feel like that. My, I guess what I'm getting at is, maybe I feel like just that that Tom is actually trying to get information from Lizzie as well. I feel mm. that there's a dual manipulation going on because it. it I well, don't know. still maybe I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I, I would imagine here. You know, you, you've got you got your spies. So I mean, it's got to become. We were talking about last week or two weeks ago whether whether uh, Samir uh, Navari might be manipulating you, and and we kind of figured, yeah, she probably is because uh, you know, Samar Navari might be yeah, manipulating yeah, Navari Ram. Might be manipula- might manipulating a, a, a Ram because I mean, she's a spy. This has got to be second nature, right? Mm-hmm. At some point or another, even if you have real affection, Making you're probably going. I know, but it's truth. <laughs> you know, you're probably going to be doing some manipulating and getting what you need. And you know, her first loyalty is going to be to Israel. So I mean. I mean, it makes sense to me that, that she would but uh, you know with Tom of course he's going to be manipulating Liz and she's going to be manipulating him but I mean at the end of the day 
these are super operatives. He's he's gotten away from whatever government, if he ever worked for a government at any point. And at this point, he only cares about himself. He's sure. got no loyalty to Berlin or anybody else. Right. So at this point, he's just going to do what he can to survive, to stay well, alive as long as he holding, can. I mean, he's still holding back information. Because it, it, as soon as he's given her everything she needs, she's got no reason to keep him alive except right. for emotion. Right. Fair enough. So he's got to drag out and see if he can ignite any emotion at all. So the happy anniversary thing, he might have been holding out for November to wish her happy anniversary. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have any thoughts on the, Mando, any thoughts on the Lizzie Tom reveal from last week? I know you had a lot of thoughts last week, but any, any, any thoughts on continuation? Well, I just think, uh, obviously, it's a little bit of a chess match right now between the two. I mean, Tom is, you know, it was really interesting that end scene when he said, I know you're going to kill me. I know you when you, you're done with me, you're just going to get rid of me. But I really don't believe he believes that. It's just a ruse with her. I really feel that's like he does it. Like. That's why he does the whole. He does the whole. Whatever you decide to do, just look me in the eye. Yeah, he's in. He's throwing in the personal. You know, he's yeah, like, no member. It's our anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. So I, I think it's a really interesting um, scene for Tom for um, for for Eggle because you know I think it's just really really masterfully played because yeah. he's a prisoner, but really I don't think he is that much of a prisoner. That's, that's, he's still, that's I am with you. He's still that. pushing her buttons. I'm with you. What, 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 I and I think maybe she isn't. And I do. You know, it was interesting. You guys talking about how is she being? How is he being tortured? Because based on what we're seeing, it really doesn't seem like he is again that uh, that weak. Right. In that position, but he wants to get the hell out of there. So, mm-hmm. but he. Doesn't I think feel the like torture is a, is a deprivation mm-hmm. of information. Huh. She, he doesn't know what's going on, what right. she's doing. He's yeah. locked up there. He just literally does not know right. if and when he's getting out. Mm-hmm. You know, if at all, if she's going to kill him. He knows that she's already broken so many FBI rules, and she's so different than she was last year. Right? Maybe he's a little scared. Maybe he thinks he can one up her. But he's such a smart character that I, I think he's in every little interaction he can, whether it's push a button or not. He's trying to extract information, yeah, information, and, 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 and keep himself too. alive. And yeah. keep himself alive. By, by, ferreting that information and out he as knows her as so well yeah, like so so well I don't know if he believes years, yeah. she could keep this up and for let me, all that much longer let me, so that's why he's throwing things like if you kill me we'll be linked forever happy anniversary you know this isn't in her know, truest let me throw nature. this. let me throw this out there totally, too let me absolutely. throw this out there because I wanted to go on this rant last week over the pills with wrestler, oh, and we pills. and we did, and we didn't really talk about it. When I don't think we're going to talk about it on the rundown that much. Uh, even the moment when he said that he was sedated in the church, in the in the church, in, in the, the hospital. hospital, that was like the best he felt like in a while. I love that line. Wasn't I that love great? that line. Yeah, I'm so honest and smart. And I I really did not like the whole pill storyline because I felt, especially at a time when Tom was not in. Well, the you're wrong about it. No, no. I, let's get off the wrong right okay, thing sorry. right now. But I, I'm trying to get into. I'm just trying to get into the rant. I really didn't like the whole storyline because at a time when Tom's out of the picture, and we all thought there could be some connection between Wrestler and Lizzie, I feel like the writers used the pills as an excuse for Wrestler to be so caught up in his own grief and drama and you know just being so detached that there was no chemistry but I noticed what was interesting this episode was the chemistry also seemed to be there a little bit for Wrestler and um, and for Lizzie they seemed to have yeah. that little moment so I find yeah it's very interesting now that Tom's back in the you just, gave, you just gave me an idea and I hadn't thought about this by saying that the writers what did you say the writers did that in order to like lessen not, the chemistry between I, the two maybe of them so that keeps there. him it keeps him uh, blind to all her extracurricular activities, aka Tom mm. and the, and the yeah. chain up, maybe by maybe he's ah, that's ma- true yeah. with his with that's his pill addiction. Point. It's a it's a natural thing to. It's a great point to be. Uh, you know, he's remember that Monarch Douglas. He was a little behind. Yeah. He's been late to work mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. because it wasn't really because the pills thing wasn't really like this whole thing. They were going to have a major intervention and it, he was going to totally mess up a mission. It's just been little things like right. being late or being distracted or whatever. And I and I felt like it didn't really make sense, but I figure it's definitely they're playing a long game with it, and it's that's not a, a focus. No, but it's not it, a focus of his. 
character, but it definitely seems to be a layer in there. But, but you're 100% right. If he was the wrestler from last season who was, you know, by the book, always sharp, always on point, Lizzie would not be getting away with this. You're 100% right. Yeah, it, he, it's, he'd it's have followed her around. I just got that from just yeah. now. I just yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great point, Dan. I mean, it's a great point. I get 10% of whatever you make off that idea. It's one thing to say that he's hide, she's hiding this from Red, which is also still a stretch because Red still, I mean, Red still seems to go on. But, I mean, uh, you know, uh, wrestler's her partner. Wrestler, the, the, like, the sharp wrestler of last season is her partner. I mean, he, there's no way he can sort of get all of this extracurricular activity under, you know, away from wrestlers. So maybe that is a device to let us say that wrestler's not on his game. And maybe hopefully they'll, maybe they'll even mention that. Like, mm-hmm. if I was 100%, I would have caught this whole thing. But, you, you know, know I, one, thing I, uh, one thing I do like about it, I know it's been done on other TV shows, and some people might, you know, think it's cliche on, on some level. But the reason I do like it, and I like it for Diego and for that character, is he endured... You know, you know, Liz, Liz, we could on, we could argue that Megan or Megan's character Liz endured the most last season with Red being into into her life and her entire world being turned upside down with Tom. But he lo- he had lost his girlfriend, yeah. who was going to get married to him. Yeah. Then they get back together, just when he's making just when he makes that big thing, he finds out she's pregnant, yeah. and then she's like shot in the stomach. Right. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like that is huge event that sure. you can't just brush away. You know, under under the rug, and then and he was he really his he, partner. He was really close to Malik, yeah. You know, Parmenter's yeah. character. Mm-hmm. So you know, there, there's all, and then and then the beginning of the episode, in the beginning of the season, you saw that there was Doctor Friedman, that one character who's like, "You have to talk mm-hmm. to me." He's like, "I'm fine. I don't need to talk to anybody," yeah. and he refuses to talk about it. He doesn't want to. I don't know if that's because he was on his pills then or not, but uh, there was a line that I improvised that they tried to keep, but I think it got cut for time. Where I was like, "Hey, Doctor Friedman," <laughs> like, like, like I, you're like, going every. You're going like week. religiously, but like it was mandatory, and the idea was that the entire task force had to go. <laughs> right, uh, uh, and he's not seeing his therapist. So Aram has not missed a, a meeting. Long, you know, when you're doing a series, a long series, you got to play. Uh, we all have to play a long game, not just James's. You know, long game that he's intending on all of us. So how do you how do you how do you parcel that out and connect it to things that things that huge life events that happened in the middle of the season last season? So that's why for me that like I, you know I know pills have been done before, but I, I really go with it for him. Yeah, and I'm happy and I'm happy for the actor that he's got something. It's something it's more dynamic. Well, it's something more dynamic. Diego has a sort of just sort of chew yeah. on. You know, no, no pun intended. We 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 like we like the pill storyline. You know, and, and and you know, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, of course you like the pills, right? Well, we we, we all made a whole song it. about it. Sorry, there was yes. a song. Pills, pills, pills. There was a song. Uh, oh God, I forgot the song. Thank you for singing that song, by the way. Let's move on. So the, the last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll, we'll get into conversations with the mirror, is uh, the other the other lead that we're burying here is uh, the whole Red Jennifer Zoe uh, situation. That was dun, a dun, big dun. reveal. Dun, 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 dun. I did not see coming at all, and that that was fantastic. Very very well done. I had no idea that that was going to be Berlin's daughter. Then. When it happened, it's one of those moments like, of course, because he told Berlin that's not in the thing. We've got to find out who the real person is. But I think that was extremely well done. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that, uh, that Especially the scene that he drugged her. Yes. Yeah. That whole dialogue. And uh, when he's talking about daughter and she goes sardines or anchovies. anchovies. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not that simple. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. you think he's talking about her, but it could be Megan or it could be someone else. You don't. Yeah. I just thought that whole exchange was, was like honest and heartfelt yeah. and, Man. and intriguing. It was like, I thought that's like the blacklist on the money. Well, we know? saw him being so nice to her last week in the past couple of weeks. It looked like a father trying to reconnect yeah. with a daughter type of scene. Which is what they wanted us to Which think. is what they wanted us 
think. And then all of a sudden, he, he drugged her. And, and that like, line she says, it was so good. It was, she goes, what, what have you what, done? What, what have you what done? Yeah. 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 What, like, goosebumps. Goosebumps oh, right so now. Good. I got to say, you know, so we drugged her. I yeah. mean, even though he's like, I'm not going to hurt you, and we, we trust Red right. enough, but it's still creepy. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see it coming. We, we've said this a bunch of times. I mean, I know. first of all, uh, you know, great. James Spader is the newsflash. Uh, James Spader is good at acting. So, 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 you know, okay. I believe I believe hot, okay at it. It's a hot take. Hot take from Joe Brown. On a number of occasions we've said he won. James we, James, James, James won, won good acting. acting. But it's there's so much of, so much of what we love about, so much we love about the blacklist and that character what Red, what what James does with Red is these sort of fantastic monologues he's able to do from time to time, usually towards the end of the episode, when he's rather explaining something or talking about the past or doing something to to sort of really fill in the gaps of who Red is and there's always fantastic. In this episode, that scene was so great because you get him reacting. Like you get him react she had most of the talking, most of the monologuing, and he had the reactions and it was just beautifully done and beautifully acted. Did. And I just want to say again, Spader, good at acting. That's it. He, he Spader made him say very good. Maybe he can <laughs> say very good now. Okay. I don't, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be diplomatic, but I, I, I was excited for actually for the whole team in the episode. I thought it was a really exciting episode for Megan. Yeah, uh, sure. And uh, Mojan as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, the, the, seeing all, there was a great thing for Mojan is that we get we, the audience kept knowing things that the other characters didn't. Like that guy fell off the roof, and she goes, he goes, and and Liz turns to her, "Did you do that?" She goes, "You know, I can't comment on a right. operation." Right. And at the end, the end episode, she goes, "Who would do this?" And she doesn't say anything. And right. So there was a ton of moments where the audience was in on something and that she couldn't reveal it and right. so forth so I, I always love watching that on, you know, act, and, on actors and, and so give her mad kudos because she made that scene in the hallway so much more interesting than it, it could have been a totally Who, which scene in the hallway it, when, when, the, when she's, uh, when she's uh, seducing the uh, the Iranian scientist oh yeah it was great right it, when yeah, she's yeah. laughing and, and she just got to show so much more that it could have been such a short scene it could have been nothing really happening but she really stretched it out and got to show a bunch of different sides of herself yeah. which I thought was uh, I was impressed mm. yeah yeah, good. Me too. I also, I also, in the, we, I, we, I think we talked about this, but in the hospital, how Megan uh, played the discovery. Yeah, yeah it was I like love you're that. putting it together. The audience is putting it together, and she's putting it together. But you, you can't do it faster than the yeah. audience. But you can't be slower than the audience. But and just something doesn't quite make sense. But her brain's always working. She's always trying to save the asset, yeah. save herself, save her partner. That's a, it that's was, a, it's a great example of sort great. of like how maybe something well was, directed too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How something mm-hmm. appears in the page. I was going to say something appears in the page, and then what the director and then the actor does with that moment yeah. of like because I don't know how it reads in the page, but it's sort of like oh, discovery. Megan, you know, figures out that she's not in a real hospital. Yeah. But, you know how that is how that's you know discovered and played is. Was great. I really love that. I love that sort of sleuthing. I think I may have missed it. What were the nail like things in her arm? Oh, well, just pin, to give her pain. Yeah. Oh, no. It's a, well, you know, when you get yeah. your arm set, you have a pin straight through. Oh, right? she never broke no. her arm. That was to give her pain. Oh, was it to give her pain? Yeah, oh. to give her pain. That was to give yeah. her the sensation of pain oh. when she, she never broke her arm. I thought it was. That's a why fake. when she took it out, part of the con, they made uh, her think her oh, arm was broken so in three places, but yes. it actually wasn't. They just put a cast over pins, uh, so she feels a pain. A pain. So that was she was able gross. to go like, yeah, 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 yeah that, that was great, man. What that's how she was able to get all bad, badassy. So, so now, but even though you did know that, because I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's not so clear, but it's still creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. it was horrifying. It works on a few levels. Oh, absolutely horrifying. I just didn't get it. So now, this last thing, you're welcome. Thank you. So now we have that very last scene, which was great, which is that sort of, you know, um, the face-off between Red and Berlin, uh, and then the reveal of the, the daughter. And then now we have the situation where, I mean, the question that has to be asked, I mean, will we have Berlin and Red working together, these adversaries working together to find who the person is, who really so wants So who them. set this all up? Who set this yeah. all up? My, my, my super blacklister I've been Next looking week for. in the fall finale. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. I have this uh, super blacklister theory, which I've been waiting for, like the, the, that, someone in that top four. 
for is the super blacklister. Well, who... th- there were a lot of questions too with this because we were talking about it before the show. It's like obviously um, uh, Mary Louise Parker's character yeah. was we we thought was Jennifer's mom, but we no, saw so we sure. saw Berlin had that scene where he kidnapped her, and there seemed to be no recollection. So yeah, we had to ask the question like, well, is is what's Naomi? the relationship with all these people? Right, Naomi, is yeah. Naomi Jennifer's Naomi mom? Jennifer. But that, she can't be Jennifer's mom because Berlin and Naomi were very much when when Berlin kidnapped her, there was no like, yeah, there was not like no oh you yeah, yeah oh, it wasn't like, like you know it's no. like the old days. Well, know? somebody I can't I can't remember who somebody on YouTube on one of them we said why are we why are we guessing that Zoe was Jennifer all along that maybe it's a different person but that doesn't make sense to me. And we're like, like shut up YouTube. Yeah, and then one of our one of our one of our things. Yeah, exactly. No, so I don't know. That's a possibility too. Mary Louise Parker's character said something very interesting in her conversation with with Red. She she said, "What what have you what have you told Lizzie? Lizzie. You know, mm-hmm. not much. I've yeah. kept my end of the bargain. So yeah. she obviously knows some nature of that relationship. Right. But then she did reveal to uh, Lizzie, uh, it's whatever he's doing, he's playing you or something. Yeah. yeah. So she revealed something, but didn't reveal the thing. And then also she said, I'll never tell you." Where our daughter is, yeah, or something. So well, that's that to what me implied that it's not Liz, and now we know that Zoe is not Jennifer. So is there a third person? And I would also argue that we don't know. Maybe uh, Red had a daughter with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he was married another mm. time. Yeah, or maybe he still is married. We don't know. These are things that are, yeah. are, are being ferreted it, it, out. It, it, we, it, was a, it was a red herring. Uh, and can we confirm that the the photo? Because I saw it mentioned a few times with the photo from the stew maker that Red saw at the yeah. end of the stew maker. It was definitely Zoe. Yeah, he hand, he handed that to me. Yeah, remember he handed that to me in two hundred five. Yeah, the front. He wanted me to look yeah. for it, but then his, his his buddy at the DMV found it instead. Yeah, right. And uh, that photo is the grown up because the, the, the person we were looking night. for is the person last night, Zoe. Yes, yeah. Zoe's okay. the name, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that that is that, locked that, up. That, remember the DMV guy? Yes. We were both looking at for it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was busy with the, the the plague and saving them, which sure. which is why I didn't get to it. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> why I, uh, I can only I, I do. I would have yeah. figured it out. I was <laughs> counting on you. I can only do. I was saving the world, uh, so <laughs> that, I was that, not. That's why. And, yeah. Well, I, I let the DMV so, take that one down. Well, I mean, we're, we're one episode away from this from this fall finale, and I guess I think I think the first these first episodes did a great job. I mentioned this before. Uh, in this, it seemed like in this um, premiere of this episode, they did a lot of like sort of they they gave us a lot of dense material from the first season and this season, and now it seems like we spend a lot of time sort of unpacking it all and then this answering season. these questions. Yeah, which is fantastic, and um, it seems like we we I hate these shows like Lost, which I do love that sort of just give you question after question after question after question with no answers. Uh, maybe another show called The Leftovers, which is a whole separate thing. I don't, but anyway, um, uh, but this is giving you the questions and it's giving you the answers and it's very, very satisfying along the way. So I'm very happy that we're getting towards this fall finale. We're getting some answers. Even if they give you more questions, at least we're getting some answers. And I think that's fantastic. So you're going to get some good ones next week. I can't oh, wait. wait. Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk to you. I mean, we have, like wow. what? Like what? Well, yeah, we have like you what? here. Predictions. We're going to get some good ones. So <laughs> all of a sudden the NBC minder crosses your arms and she looks very serious. Skylar is in the, in the way to dang minutes. Slow your um, so, um, but let's let's, let's well, we, so that's the episode. But let, let's let's talk to you, Amir, about you and and some stuff. I wanna, I just wanna ask you first of all. It's it's um, we're so happy. We mentioned before you're our favorite you know, uh, favorite task task force member. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're, 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 a lot of love on the show. For I, I want to. Like, well, it's interesting because last last season, you know, there was a, there was a bunch of folks, and it feels like there was through Anslo Garrick part one and two, and through Berlin, there was a lot of like people dying and like sort of house cleaning. And so what we see. 
in season two is a very different task force than we saw in season one, meaning there are a lot of people gone and we've kind of sl- streamlined things. You stayed. So, I mean, I feel, I feel oh, like wow. you it, every, everyone got wiped out and then the Angelo Garrick and then Berlin got some folks, but you, you survived. I mean, how, when did you get the indication that you would sort of be not only around for season two, but maybe you'd have an expanded role? Did, did you, how, how soon did you find that? Um, uh, and congratulations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you, Joe. Um, uh, uh, the Ansel Garrick episode, when I got that script, that was, so that was episode eight. No, it was nine and 10 of season mm-hmm. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, my first episode was episode three. And then I came back in six and I've been in all of them since. So it was six. And then so, but I was always just the computer guy. Yeah. It's kind of like on the side and so forth. It was when I got that first Ansel Garrick episode mm-hmm. that, uh, where I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Everyone's captured. Yeah. Aram has a gun. Yeah. I'm running around doing things not on a computer. <laughs> uh, that's when I, that was my first indication that, uh, they're doing stuff with me right. and, and they have plans for me. Um, professionally, I, uh, I knew because I was recurring last season and I had booked another, uh, I think, uh, once upon a time in Wonderland uh-huh. and the blacklist, uh, you know, they flipped out. They were like, what do you mean? He's doing, we, we need him for this thing. And, and I was like, <laughs> what? We didn't know. That was only my second or third episode. Okay. I was like, oh, it was just a couple of computer scenes. It could have a, a few computer guys. I didn't know. And they really uh, shifted a, a whole lot of schedules and made it work just to bring me back oh, when I was really a minor character at the time. That was my first indication professionally. I was like, okay, something's up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, um, they're responding to me or, you know, this could lead to more potentially. Sure. So uh, I, I remember telling my agents, I was like, let's, let's not work. They're like, yeah, but they didn't tell us that we don't have a guarantee and you're not a regular. I was like, let's just, let's just yeah. ride this blacklist thing out for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good thing. Yeah. So... I, uh, 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 so I, I came back and, and I saw, and I was still not very, and then I found out when I got onto that, uh, that, uh, was my, my, my second or third episode, the director's like, we need to get you on a, a recurring contract. Uh, you got a, you got a few more. You got a few more and you, got a, and you got a big mm-hmm. thing coming up and a fourth. And, and I think the plan was that they always knew there was a mole in the task force. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, they knew that in the sort of the bigger storyline. Uh, but it, I guess it, it could have been a variable of who they revealed it was going to be. And I think, uh, they had decided that they had liked me and they were going to build me up to then make me the mole and go out in a blaze of glory. Right. And then in the process of that, I don't know who, knock on wood, producers or studio or network said, um, no, 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 don't kill that guy. I keep keep him around because he's valuable for the team or something. So I'll tell you what it was. I think I, you know I'm, I'm telling as a viewer like in the, in that Angela Garrick you know that part one into that arc you were you were fantastic you Thanks. know and, that, and I think that was really the first time that we as fans really connected with sort of you as as personality wise and as an actor and then so I feel like. You know, hopefully the the producers saw what we saw. Is like we got to keep this guy around, or, or or this guy's not the mole. He's our you know he's our lovable tech guy. Well, it'll be hard know? to make you the mole when when really the mole was responsible for that whole episode anyway. I know. Yeah, yeah. you are. They're setting me up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Grace is sort of Mira was kind of involved with Fowler, but it was actually Gray, his yeah. his guy who had, who had set me up and so forth. You also have like. But what's, a very specific skill set that the task force needs. I got to keep you around. And speaking of that skill set, actually, I can only imagine that yeah. that um, that the blacklist employees, super duper tech writers, even if they didn't, I would I would not be the wiser. But you're the one who gets saddled with what I can only describe <laughs> as techie mumbo jumbo. And so, what is that like when you get that script? Does does that come easy to you? Are you tech savvy or? 
is it um, a challenge? Yeah, uh, it's it's not fun. I, I, I consider it fun. <laughs> I consider it a puzzle. I, I think the the beauty of, of 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 playing this part is there is a there is a parallel. Uh, the way I approach my work, I think, is similar to the way Aram approaches his work. So I'm approaching these 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 texts, and I want to unpack them and do research on them. And Aram is wanting to do that for the case. So it, I, I'm actually learning them, now that I've been playing this part for a little while, uh, I'm learning them pretty quick and so forth. And I know how to do the research and what's active and what will be useful. And if there's something I don't know, how to do it. And then, of course, my, my main scene partner on the show is probably not, it, it, obviously, is the computer screen. Right. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, the production guys that are you know, that are in charge of the computer screens and what the uh, camera can see and so forth. So what will get revealed and what? So I'm spending, like, as soon as we do rehearsal, I'm, like, running over to the computer guys and we're like, okay, so forth. So this is how we would break that code and this is what we would reveal and the plane ticket's going to come up. All right, if you have it come up on this line, then I'll type here and so forth. So that is like my main sort of interaction. I'm interacting with those guys as much as I am interacting with uh, Diego and Megan and Mojan and so forth. Well, I just wanted to full clip up on that one. I, I, I'm a huge fan. Like, since it seems like the last 14 years since 2000, we've, we've had a whole sort of generation of this, of this sort of hacker, like a, a, a a dramatic hacker, I'm willing to call him, like, uh, on, on screen. I there's I mean, a show, Scorpion? I haven't yeah, seen Scorpion's it yet. Scorpion's now, but this, like, this is new. Right. Yeah, but yeah. It's, this is new. I mean, like, I mean, 24 did a really good job of, like, creating suspense through just people, you know, Chloe standing at, TV, <laughs> at, at screens, like, you know, Jack. And so we have a lot of that, and, and, and you, there's a lot of that in this, and you are fantastic at it, oh, because it's so really, sweet. I would Thank imagine you. as an actor, it must be really hard to sort of be looking at a blank screen or a screen, and then sort of A, be hacking, and then delivering lines, and then creating tension, and all those things, so I think, you know. Thank you so much. Uh, that's it's, good to get that insight. That's, because, that's, I work hard on it. I, yeah. I, I do, you know, I've, I've, I work with those guys that I said, and there we have, like I've requested, like we, we I work off an iPad, a laptop, yeah. sometimes my phone, the big monitors, so forth, and then you have to meet the demands of the camera, and so forth, they need to move the monitor here, like, oh, well, then let me, how can I how can I make the scene as dynamic and as truthful as possible? So it, I, they they, I, they make fun of me. Sometimes I like to be my own stand-in uh, while they're lighting because I am literally playing with my desk and being like, how would I solve this case? What can we do? What will actually help the scene move? Like I, I'm I'm sort of obsessed with it, like almost neuro- neurotically well, it, so, it, and it's kind of like the way Aram is yeah. it, with with the case. It, so I, I just enjoy it. You know, it, it's true. We never watch you and, and get the feeling like you're doing like the old school like. Done. You don't. You don't ever have the generic like I just typed out forty seven things and you all don't even know. It, it never feels like that. You actually feel like you're actually you're, you're, you're kind of moving things around. Is is that close to you personally? Are you tech savvy? Are you um, within a hundred feet of a ROM? The question is, do you believe me? <laughs> do you That's buy it? Do yes. I, I um I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay at a computer. Uh, if I, uh, you know, somebody asked me this once before, like, remember last year when I had to transfer $5 million to prove to Red that I wasn't the mole? Yeah. Yes. There was that sort of right. big scene. We had, if I actually could do that, I wouldn't need to be an actor or be on the block. <laughs> yes. Fair point. Uh, but that's just, but, you know, maybe that some of those cases are a little bit above my uh, technical pay grade. But do people, but, do people, when they see you and they recognize you, do they uh, kind of like, you know, when they see a doctor on TV, they're like, hey, so I have this little problem over here. Uh, do they start talking to you about tech or they just well, like the like, IT guy? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't read the same email. Some IT guys will come up to me and be like, love the show, love your role in the show, thanks. I'm an IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking, I don't know if they're challenging me. Or is, is it or do they give you the nod? And like, it's like, usually it's like, I don't know what it means. I don't know right. if it's like not good enough or yeah. way to represent. It's okay. like, right. it's somewhere in between, bro. They're proud. They're a proud it. bunch, the yeah. IT guys, the techie guys. It's yeah. true. But thank you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So you know, and, uh, there, there's one there's one thing you asked me before that I, I, I do want to say. In my first episode, uh, Wu Jing, uh, there was a line that I improvised, 
uh, right when the when Mira and Diego uh, ran out the door. And when uh, I improvised that because the director at the time was like, "You're great, you know, make this your own, make it your own, have fun." Yeah. And I, I knew that I said the line after they had left the scene. Uh, so they could cut it out if they wanted to. And I was just kind of having fun with myself. I remember I only wanted to do the job if I was like, if I'm going to have fun with this, I'm going to make the role fun. Right. Otherwise, it's just a computer guy. I didn't know where it was going to go, but it's a lesson. You know, always say yes and sure. be ready. And, you know, and uh, uh, and when I did that, uh, they kept that improv in the script. And I actually just went to the, I actually met a lot of the writers for the first time yesterday because the writer's room is in L.A. And they all said, they're like, that line, we rewound it and watched it. They're like, oh, my God, who's this guy? And that's so. A lot of the humor comes from that. So, yeah. it, it, so it's the first time in my life that I, you know, I, I don't feel like I like auditioned and I'm playing a role. It feels like a role has been kind of like shaped with me. So it kind of feels like I helped create a role yeah. that happens to be on this. Sh- that just happens to be on the blacklist. Well, that was that was it's actually really a dream kind of experience. It's how it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Synergi- synerg- synergistically, I don't know if I use that word right. No, but I think so. it's it's working well. I mean, that, that was what I was going to ask you because like so it's like we talked about the task force and what you know so much. Ex- Position, so much has to be done technically in there. It seems like there's very little room to be able to, you know, have the character come out and have. He said that at my audition, and out. he then became a producing director. He said at my audition, he goes, "Yo, thank you. You know, you're right. the only one who made any of that techno mumbo jumbo speak clear and yeah. fun and interesting, yeah. and I believe you or something." He said something like that, and I was like, "Oh." Well, that, that, those, those little monsters. That's literally why I have the job. Well, that's that's fantastic. So those, those moments that in between the sort of the, the, the all the crisis, those moments of, of levity that you find in there is what makes the characters so great. And I was, I mean, you answered it there. I was going to ask you how much of that is. You sort of, are you able to put in there? How much of that is in the script? And how, you know, are you building out. What's you know, beautiful is that a lot of it is in the script. A lot of it is in the script now. Okay, uh, uh, with certain directors, um, most of them now, they do allow me to improvise, improvise a little bit here and there, like you know, at the tag of something, not in the middle of a scene or so forth, just a little bit, not not much. Um, but it's interesting to see what jokes stay and what jokes go. Right. The best, some of the best jokes that like crack up the crew and crack us all up don't make it into yeah. the episode because I think it's probably the tone. <laughs> it's a tonal, sure, yeah. it's a tonal thing. And there's a lot of the throwaway jokes or the jokes that were or tiny moments that were yeah. uh, then stay and and, and carry. Yeah. Carry more. We're not going to mess with the, with the pace so much. Yeah. To, exactly. follow, to follow, yeah. is it is it harder to? I mean, obviously, you're just throwing some nice little jokes that seem to work, uh, you know, with the character, or whatever. But is it harder sometimes to improv when there's so much about what's coming up that you still don't know? Kind of like the the whole question that James Bader knows about the relationship. Is is it possible that you know you kind of like a time? Well, great question. Uh, I, the beautiful thing about uh, Aram is he's re- he's really in the present. He yeah. as as much as I know, he's not. I, he's trying to solve cases, and he's literally—he knows he's well versed on the blacklist up until this moment, and where he is is in the present so moment. So you're just so, playing your truth at that moment. So that's yeah. brilliant. So that's that's awesome. In a way, yeah. that's kind of nice, right? You don't you not you don't have the whole overarching thing in, in the back of your head that could actually screw up your performance. You're you're unless they're right planning now. on making me some Kaiser Soze uh, character. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, yeah, oh, people are being like, "You're too nice. I don't trust you. Yeah. Your character is too nice." I, that's, but if that's the case, I just hope it's like I think we like talked about that. that that's our that's our twenty four conditioning that everybone's a mole like if, from, yeah. if we watch Nina Myers I know yeah. that was <laughs> the best reveal uh, ever Nina Myers yeah. that was the best but one. she was only on two seasons yeah. I would much rather be Chloe O'Brien and yes. be on for the run of the show exactly no, you are <laughs> stay alive yes. Yes. stay alive that's, 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 a, that's a super duel uh, Aram versus Chloe O'Brien I think, I think that'd be an Aram awesome wins. duel I think that'd be Aram, an awesome Aram, Aram win. I feel like he needs to like go out with Chloe O'Brien if it doesn't work out with Samar Navadi yeah well, he's got to do some more field work because Chloe's got him on field work. That's the only thing. That's true. Yeah. 
And That's she's got true. them on the comms. Because haven't, we haven't seen you on comms or anything on those, any of those little top secret things yet, hopefully. That's true. Although he does like call Meg. He does do top secret things with Megan sometimes. That's true. He does yeah. do that. Yeah. That's what we, we, we hope that we get to see Iran maybe in the field at some point more. Because I mean, you're cooped up in the in the task force. In the, in the... I've been waiting for this. Mo- I've, been, I've been hoping that like there's a scene where we go out and he has to shoot again. Oh, yeah. And everyone's going to be like, oh, no. And I just go like, <laughs> and then like Diego looks at me and I go, I've been practicing. I've been yes. practicing. I'm just, I, That's I great. want that so bad. You know, oh, please, please write, a, write his room. I'm listening. I went to the meetings with the shrink. I'm yes. fine. Yeah, I'm good. I can shoot I'm as good. many people as I want to. I'm in good shape. Um, I actually want to learn a little bit more about just you and, and your journey that, that brought you to the blacklist and doing a little bit of research, who you are, where you've been. I see everything from great, some of my favorite TV shows and movies. Homeland. Uh, off-Broadway to the Royal Shakespeare Company. Oh, good research. Scooby-Doo. Uh, so a wide-varied career just, and journey. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your journey and the road to, to sure, here specifically. at After Buzz right now? Uh, after Buzz. All roads lead to After Buzz. So um, specifically, is there so specifically just like, just your just your your background, your guess, career? Yeah, just, and, you well, know, the, the, I'm an Aries. I like long walks on the beach. Oh, uh, water music sports, journey so. never gets old. I don't know. <laughs> Some um, of your favorite uh, characters that you've played, or or theater versus TV, just your thoughts. Um, uh, you know, my mom. Al- you know, my mom always says like when I after you know I'll do a job like that was my favorite job or that was it. she's like you know you always say that so it's it's hard to pick a favorite or so forth and it's also hard to pick like which is uh, which do people always like which do you like more television or theater? Uh, yeah, I like a good story mm-hmm. and I like a good role. Uh, so I, I try to kind of let that lead me. Lately, the last few years, I have been working more in television, and it's been working better for my um, sort of like work-life balance and schedule. Um, it's easier to kind of like have a lot. You know, when I noticed that I, I'd been doing so many plays in New York after a while. I was getting exhausted, and it, it was hard to, you know, I, I'm not married or I don't have kids or anything, but I could see that it would be hard to start a family uh, with a theater schedule because you're working all on the weekends. Um, and also just, just the mathematics of it, of career, the mathematics of career. I was like, I'm doing this play. I, I, I'm working my butt off, cutting a vein open and, and, and we're a hit and the New York Times loves us. And it's this big off Broadway show. And if at the end I'll do the math and actually like 4,800 people saw it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you know, say one line on the blacklist. Yep. And you know, fifteen million, twenty million Americans. Yeah. Uh, how many around the world? And I, I just on and that, I realized that I wanted to spend a little more time giving myself more, being able to have a little more choice and power, or it's the wrong word, um, uh, access to other things. Uh, I knew that I kind of wanted to focus uh, more into it. Also, I, 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 I get very intense and obsessive about my, my work and my roles. And going to the theater every night, I, I found myself going a little bit crazy, actually. So it's it's a it's I love it. It's it's I come from the theater. It's what I'll always do. Uh, but I knew I needed to move away from it a little bit and focus a little bit on TV so that I can uh, do theater um, a little more picky and choosy and so forth. What would let you me follow? Let me follow up on that because I, yeah. I, I I find this fascinating because I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. So I love theater. I I grew up watching Broadway and doing all that, and and I see the shows that tape out of the East Coast. Like The Good Wife is a perfect example. Yeah, they use so many Broadway actors. Yeah, they use a, they, there's they, like forty they, shows in New York now. Yeah, there's so there's a many tax break there, so it's a huge benefit. Yeah. For all but them. they they take so many theater actors nowadays. There's so much more work for theater actors that are starting to move into TV, even with character roles or whatever else. And you've been able to do a lot so far with your career do you see the differences working on a TV show out on the East Coast as opposed to what people do out here in LA 
the difference with the actors and the cast. You mentioned you have a lot of friends in this. Well, episode. because I come from I come from the theater. Yeah. Uh, the beauty uh, of being able to do a show over there is. Uh, uh, I, I get to do, uh, you know, I can't do a play because the blacklist schedule won't allow that right now, but yeah. uh, I can do readings, I can do workshops, I can see other friends' plays, I might like work on directing something, so I, I, I have, but while I was in LA, I, I directed a play here and I was seeing shows here, so I've always kind of, doesn't matter which coast I'm on, I'm always kind of staying mm-hmm, sort of yeah. like on the pulse of what's going on in the theater world, just keeping tabs on it uh, to a certain degree. And in LA, I guess the, the one of the things I miss about LA is, you know, there's so many more comedies out here. There's yeah. not that many uh, in New York, so and I love doing comedy as well. So if I had like an off week or something, and I could do a comedy, or I could get on a Modern Family or a Big Bang, I, that would be yeah. that would be that would be a treat. So, but I'll get on a plane. Uh, I'll go. I'll get on a plane and go anywhere if the role is good. Modern Family, and Big Bang. As, yes. Yeah. As, as a theater actor, we, we've only got a couple more minutes here. But as, as, a, the as a theater actor, like, what was your first? Did you see Birdman yet? By the way, I have. Oh, I just saw awesome. last night. Just all this talk is really Birdman. You guys, as two theater well, actors, need yeah. to see that. Movie. Emotionally, I wish I had a, a stronger reaction. Action. Like aesthetically and cerebrally, I loved it. But yeah. um, I, I wish I, I thought I would. I thought I would love it in every way. I, I, right. I, the, I think that's going to win an Oscar for cinematography. Oh yeah, well the cinematography. The, the, technically, it's a great movie, but the Oof. acting is superb. We're, we're in the wrong podcast. But I want to ask you: yeah. <laughs> uh, go see Birdman, everyone. You guys, especially you after Buzz TV. Yes. Um, but what was the first role as a theater actor? What was the first television role that you thought, oh? I'm a TV guy now. What was it for your first big break where you when you thought like, okay, well, I'm doing this now? What, 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 was, what was the first thing? Uh, well, the first the first big role, uh, the first guest star I had was on a show called The Jury yep. in 2004, a Barry Levinson show. Yep. And uh, so that was the first time I was like, the first sort of meaty part that I had. But uh, I recurred on SVU for a, a bunch of years. And I, I've always said that that was kind of like my graduate school sure. in television acting. Uh, because, you know, I didn't have to carry the story, but I, I played a doctor and I was with the, you know, the big stars, uh, Chris Maloney and Mershka Hargitay. So you have to stand opposite these like yeah. behemoths of television and, uh, uh, and deliver a lot and deliver a lot fast and a lot of technical. That's probably where I developed my, my yeah. technical, yeah, my technical talk. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, and, uh, uh, I noticed how, uh, how fast things go and how much you have to prepare and how quick it happens, but I didn't have to carry story. I just had to carry the weight of just just deliver that information. So it was a great opportunity to learn how to walk and talk and act with big stars on a television set and how yeah. fast it goes. So I always call that, uh, I don't really, I, I, I never turn, think in terms of breaks. I, I was like, that was sort of like the the most growth yeah. I had and really learned like I, not master is the wrong word but really felt confident after I fe- really felt a lot more confident on a, on a television well, that's set the it's, a, it's such a difference in, you know, between you know acting on stage and television so when you felt most comfortable it's true there. but I still I still use theater preparation for all my scripts or blacklist scripts it's still, you know it's fun as uh, you know Harry comes from the theater and Mujan mm-hmm. comes to the theater as well and we always talk about we'll talk about the scenes in a certain with sort of like a theatrical approach and so forth and I like to do the scenes people are like they do pickups and so forth and I was like I love to do the scene in its entirety. What was so fun last year when me and James did that scene where he does the gun, he's yeah. like, I'm going to strip and reassemble this in two minutes. And if that time, we ran it in real time in two minutes. So it was really like, and that, it just made it, it more fun. I actually think there's an opportunity for the way I work. Uh, you know, the more spontaneous moments can happen and stuff that you can't anticipate, can't expect happens when you're running a scene in its full in its full length as opposed to just doing a pickup. Yeah, we need that totally. line or we need that piece Absolutely. or something. We, we were talking about uh, True Detective last year where they had that amazing so long shot, that, that one shot. And the, so the tracking uh, shot. The tracking so shots. Uh, how long was it? Like almost six minutes. It was like a six, 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 six minute shot. Six First time I saw it was in Boogie Nights. Remember the Boogie Nights? Yeah. 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 The opening sequence. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot of that in Birdman. Uh, more Birdman. Last but, but not least, 
Chase, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about the obligatory question: What's it like working with the great James Spader? Like, and you, you had you talked about the scene. I mean, you don't have a lot of scenes together, but you do obviously work with them. I mean, what's I mean, is that everything it's cracked up to be? I'm sure it is. It's a, it's a, it's a. You know, I love, I love being able to call uh, James Spader my colleague. Yeah. You know, um, I you you know he sets the bar for the show and for all of us and. Uh, so when you get to get on set with him, you know, you just, you, you've hope you've done your work so that you can, you know, you know, play ping pong with him. Sure. Uh, he, he's absolutely charming and a gentleman and funny and prepared, prepared, prepared and focused and, um, and, and vocal and helpful. And I mean, it's, it's, it's terrific. I love making him laugh too. He's, he's I love great. like, it's, and, and he's also, we were at Comic-Con. He's the king of Comic-Con this year. Yeah. Too. Yeah. He's got Ultron. He's Ultron. Yeah. And he's, and he's, oh, and he's friends. So that's that. Uh, so, look, uh, just well, a, just a follow okay, up on that, really, really, but just curious. I mean, as far as the character right now that you're dealing with with James, with Amara and uh, Aram, Aram, Amara. Oh, I did it! You did it! I did it! Holy moly, Aram! That's, okay. Amar. That's what they gave in my stand. Aram and uh, Aram and, and Red. Uh, what's going on right now? As far as you know, we've seen the uh, you know Red working a little bit with him right now, giving him information. Know, and we see great? that whole dynamic. So I know just probably to lead us into predictions. I just really want to know. What's going on in his mind right now between Red? Does he look up to Red in a way, or or how does looking he... at what is in Aram's mind? Yeah, how what's in Aram's he... mind between um, this whole thing? I mean, we see there's something going on with him and Samar. But, but it feels like he has an admiration for mostly like every, every you know, wrestler. Me, I'd love to hear your responses well, to that. No, and what, then I'll tell well, you just, what, uh, I, what just, I think. Just to follow that question on a, you know wrestler and um, and and Harold are obviously super suspicious, and now Megan as well. Oh, Lizzie, Red, super suspicious. Yes. You were kind of like happy to you know like oh Red Red pick me to ask me that. <laughs> what, what's, what's your view of, of of Red? I mean, I mean Aram's view of it. Uh, he's very well aware of his history uh, of an international criminal and so forth. And so he's well aware of how dangerous he is. Uh, at the same time, this entire task force only exists because uh, Raymond Reddington turned himself in. And it's a secret task force. So, like, everything kind of rests on his shoulders. And at the same time, I think one of the reasons he's so protective of, of, of Megan's character is because Red says he'll only speak with her. And he knows that there's some manipulation of her life. So, but at the same time, Aram's gotten a promotion to work on this, in this task force on these like super cases is a dream come true for him. So there's great respect, but also great awareness of the danger of this man. So I think it's almost like, uh, so probably he's getting all, it's like probably like an adrenaline excitement nervousness that happens at both, both like, this man is extremely shrewd and extremely dangerous. I hope he's not playing us all. Mm. I hope he's not playing. But it doesn't matter. In order to get to the next day, in order to make it to tomorrow, in order to make it to the next case, we must work with him. We must, and we must keep him happy. Now, also, the one thing I know is that he held a gun to me. He also made me transfer $5 million. Yes. That nobody knows about. Yeah. I did an illegal, a major illegal action. I got something over you too. Correct. Over uh, everyone. So, uh, I, you know, and, no, yes, that's not it. No, that, that's so that. you know all that stuff, and you know, and you find, and then when you get the script or you get the scene, you want to find the thing that's most playable, whatever whatever aspect of that is the most uh, dynamic or most sort of that comes out. But you have all those little pieces running out there. So far, I, I love that line in that one episode. I was like, so, so you want me to find a girl? Da, 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 and, and none of the other people who work for you were able to find him. He's like, that's correct. Uh, of the other uh, these people who couldn't find her. Um, What'd you do to them? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, yeah, I love that. Like, well, those are those little character moments we talk about. Those yeah. are things, we're, you know, oh, wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, wrong. So wrong. <laughs> uh, let's jump into predictions and, 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 and try to, uh, um, and let's jump into predictions. <laughs> <laughs> You're 
Um, since we have you here, tell us everything. Here, um, we're gonna watch you watch Julia give a no! prediction. Oh, no, mean! I thought I was off the hook for once. That's good. Oh God. Okay. Um, I predict. Are we just predicting next week? Or are we predicting for? Uh, it, it could be uh, next week, but just it's, it's open. open. It's, it's, open. it's very open. Okay. This, this one might be a little might be a little wacky, but um, I think. First, let me start by saying I think that Lizzie has learned a little something from Red and this whole uh, mm. doing people favors, holding a little something over people. That being said, I think that Tom is going to manipulate her to a point where they might become intimate and then she might kill him and then she might use Wrestler to help her hide the body because she's holding something over him. This would turn pills. into a Tarantino movie. Wow. What happened, what happened here? All shot in reverse. <laughs> what happened here? That's and at the end, John Travolta is wearing a t-shirt. Okay. And that happens in the first ten minutes of next week's episode. I'm yeah. not saying next week. I know. I, I'm not too far away from you on that, but I'll, I'll get to you that You looked at me like I was crazy. I, well, you know. It was That's a little crazy football, one. Football, what do you All right. I got a prediction here. Uh Seeing now that we know that that Berlin's daughter is Zoe slash Jennifer, and he didn't, she's not dead, obviously, and Red had nothing to do with ever not killing her because she isn't dead. So, um, so uh, now we got to find out who set up Berlin and Red in opposition to each other. I think Alan Alda's character Uh-oh. and that whole Fitch. cabal Fitch. is going to make a little a little comeback there, and we're going to find out what they had to do with that and why they were manipulating these two guys. Um, I also have a prediction. There's more of a hope than a prediction. I hope that Diego has an episode where he doesn't shave. That is oh, my hope. Get off, you know. I, I want the man to not shave. He He's doesn't miss a to shave. Pills. Like he doesn't miss a shave because it's he it's, shaves no, every no. seven hours. I want him to miss a shave. That's maybe maybe he's former military. Maybe he wants to keep clean clean shaven. I'd love to man's see him in a beard. coma and he shaves every day. So, I don't so, so wait, I want to be clear. Uh, you want you're thinking that Berlin and Red are going to be working together together to figure out who set them in opposition to each other because that that's their true enemy because they've been messed with by one by somebody else. So I think that's going to be Alan Alda and his crew. I, I like that idea of Red and Berlin working together. I actually would say that based on what we just saw that now that uh, Berlin sees yeah. his daughter yes. and he realizes Red is not the true enemy, I could see them working together. I think it'll be a very interesting team up, uh, especially because I love. I love Berlin. I love, uh, uh, yeah, I he's amazing. Uh, I also think that based on that one little line Red gave in the car with Lizzie about whether or not she killed Tom, but uh, you know, if you didn't kill Tom, I would think he was your source. I think Red knows. Oh, Red knows. Red's totally oh, knows. And I think Red is totally playing Lizzie right now. And Smartest guy in the world. Well, that jumped in my prediction. He doesn't have confirmation because remember, Ezra got locked up. Yeah. yeah. Ezra was the one who found out. That's like the the British the British guy who's been yes. tracking the her. Hot sniper guy. Yeah. Really as soon as like he found out, there. he goes, do you want to tell Reddington or should I? Right. And so that means Reddington doesn't know. Yes, totally. totally. He's not confirmed. He may, he may, maybe he knows to. Maybe he knows. He knows to he a knows. certain degree, but I, I feel like he's, he's very smart, play. so he's deduced it. Yeah. that's my that's my take. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's that's a good take. Well, he I, probably I, knows more than we do. My quick prediction. We're so over. My quick prediction is that I believe I believe Tom is. I believe, I'm, I'm saying Tom is. Uh, he's just getting information. I feel like that he's playing Lizzie as well. I feel like that he. Um, it, they keep cutting through those chains. I don't know. I feel like that he 
is probably more able to get free than you know mm. than let's yeah. I was thinking I that like, too. I feel like yeah. that he, he kind of, something about that like they keep showing the chains. That's true. Good I just point. feel Good like point. you know Tom's sort of getting information. I don't know if it's for red. I don't know what what his, what his motive is, but that's happening there. Uh, any last point of pr- prediction from you, Amir? <laughs> I, I mean, I know that you know um, stuff, but maybe maybe I predict a long game a huge prediction cat fight between uh, Megan's character and Mojan's character <laughs> over Aram, <laughs> and, um, and that he's you know in, he has to take over the task force. Because everyone's captured, so well, yeah, of course, like, yeah. decide. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. No, I, 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 okay. Here's the truth. Yes, this is the truth. Uh, I'm not comfortable. Skyler, you have I, no I know idea what happens next week because we finished shooting it. Sure, that's it. Okay. Oh, that's all you know. You guys aren't that far ahead. Here's what's up. I know, JT. We're we're getting out of here, JT. We're almost done. (laughs) Next week week, uh, is the fall finale. Uh, And then we go on hiatus for, I think, two months. And then we come back with episode nine, which is a huge Joe Carnahan directed cliffhanger episode after the Super Bowl. Oh! Dun, dun, dun. That's a big episode. And then after that is another huge cliffhanger where then we come back. Thursdays at nine. Oh, yes! Wow, dropping, dropping so, bombs. Write so it down. The, so, so this, and we haven't shot those yet. I haven't, right. I haven't even gotten those. So Mon- yet. Mondays wow. are over. So I really only know, I only know one episode more than you. That's wow. a at this moment right now. That's a hot moment here. in time uh, for for you Blacklist fans. Uh, adjust your adjust your TiVos in, in February. And yeah, you're moving to uh, Thursdays, kids. That's good. Our DVRs. I say TiVos. You do. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our show. This really uh, fun. You, I, have I to just say. thank you. I, I just remember we had we had Gray. said Gray. We had Charles Baker on uh, our first episode. Oh, we did. We did. Well. So you're our second. Our second. second guest. But our right. first this yeah, season. Our very first episode. <laughs> right first but he, he tried to he tried to he tried to get me killed. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, Lucy won that battle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not sitting here with us. So. Um, we're anything besides Blacklist. Any, anything else you want to talk about, or anything else? We oh, can... thank you. Um, I have a actually I have a movie opening on Friday. Oh, uh, it's oh, a, you do the yeah. It's a, a little bit bittersweet. Yeah. It's, it's Merry Friggin' Christmas. Yes. It was one of Robin Williams' last movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's got a really incredible sort of uh, cast. Joel uh, Joe McHale, Joel McHale, Wendy McLevin. Uh, am I saying that right? Wendy, Mc- Wendy McLeod, McCovey, McCovey, yeah, Oliver Platt, Jimmy yeah. Tambor, Clark Duke, uh, Candace Bergen, yeah, oh, huge. Uh, wow. and but the leads are Joel McHale and Robin Williams, and it's Great. a father-son uh, Christmas movie, and it's it's a really really sweet, yeah. sweet movie, and and that comes out on Friday. I play Farhad, Farhad. an Afghan uh, immigrant who speaks no English in that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, thing, same thing as Aram. And I got some other stuff, but that, that's happening. Okay. That's happening now. And, and, and where can we find you on social media? Uh, I have I have a Twitter handle. Okay. Uh, Amir Arison is my Twitter handle. It's my name. Adam it's pretty Amir simple. And um, A I R S O N. Yeah, I I've got I'm not really my Facebook is just like a private account, and uh, right. I've got I got I'm, I'm working on it. Right. I'm working on. I know. It's okay. I'm, no, represent, no, I'm Twitter, representing the techie guys out there. Twitter's Twitter's Twitter's, Twitter's perfect. Twitter's what's yeah. now. Twitter's yeah. what's current. Yeah. Uh, Nando V, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nando Vell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here uh, after Buzz for Homeland, Scorpion, and uh, since we mentioned both those shows this episode, and yes. uh, and some other stuff too. I can't remember right now. That's fine. Something else. Uh, oh, Walking Dead. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Joe Flippo. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, G-O-E-F-L-I-P-O, and uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com. Nice. Julia? My turn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. 
And I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell. Thank you all for joining us and, and listening to us. And thank you all for downloading us on iTunes. Please continue to do so. Please continue to rate us. Thank you all for been rating us on iTunes. All of our loyal YouTubers, thank you so much as well for, for, for listening and commenting. And, and your comments have been fantastic. We read every single one. We really appreciate it. Uh, and, um, well, we didn't do shout outs this week, but I don't know. The you Audible family. We had, we had some stuff going on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a little busy. That's all we got, right? That's all we got. All right. Well, thank you. We'll see you again next week. Uh, Mira will be here every single episode. <laughs> so next week, we'll, we'll get in a little, a little more. In. After Buzz Bucks. Uh, but thanks. We'll see you next week after Buzz. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Hey. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.